Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we'll chat with native Chicagoan Wayne Coffin. This was such a blast. I had such a good time recording this. You can follow Wayne at gravy underscore Wayne and at Styling Out Network. Let's begin. All right, so we're here with Wayne. Hello. Wayne, okay, so we're at the Golden Nugget right now. That's right. Descri- describe this place. Heaven within six or seven walls. <laughs> That's what this place is. You said, you said you've been coming to this one for a while. I come in and, and I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for somebody. And they're like, oh, over here. It's Wayne, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So you've been coming here for a while then. Yeah, I have. Um, I used to actually live right down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to live right here on Kildare. I lived there for like two years. And then I lived on Irving Park in Dakin, which is like around the corner by the train. I lived there for like, I don't know, like three, three and a half okay. years or something like that. And I've been coming here ever since. Golden Nugget is like a Chicago classic diner 24-7. Yeah, I haven't been to this one. This mm-hmm. one is uh, Irving Park in like Pulaski, yep. a little west of Pulaski. Yep. Uh, I think the only Golden Nuggets I've been to is on, on like Lawrence and Ravenswood. Yep, I know that one. Over there. I used and to like go to that one in high school. Southport and Lincoln. Yep, I know that one. <laughs> yep. This is cool. I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're scattered around. And um, I don't know, I love them. They're my favorite greasy diners, hands down. <laughs> So how long have you lived in Chicago for? Um, I was born and raised here. Yep. So um, born on the west side, grew up there. Um, around maybe like five or six, uh, my mom and my old and my dad moved to a small town called Freeport, Illinois. I was probably there for like three years, and then me and my mom moved back when they split. And that's probably the longest I've ever been away from Chicago. Is that three as a, years? As a child, yeah. So okay. yeah, I'm born and raised here in the city. Um, lived all over, lived on all sides of town, been on all sides of town, and yeah, here I am. What neighborhood are you in now? Um, right now, I'm living in Avondale, which is like Belmont and Pulaski. Um, been over there for a while, only because like the rent is cheap, affordable, but I don't know. It's I'm definitely trying to get out of there now because it's, it's about to transform. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of lame, okay. but... In your experience living in Chicago, what, I, what neighborhood do you identify with most? I just identify with the city, honestly. Like, okay. it's funny when you're, and I don't know if people will uh, debate with me on this, but when I feel my experience being born and raised here is I've grown up always looking for addresses and intersections. Like, only within the past, I don't, I want to say like seven, eight years, maybe like this past decade, has it become a thing to like associate places of the city regions of the city by the name of the neighborhood really yeah like when i was growing up it was like train stops would define a a, a area intersections addresses you knew where you were going you heard the address even if you've never been there before you know where it is and you just navigate like that i feel like now more people are moving to the city and i think that it helps them like locate themselves somewhere you know, so they they locate themselves with neighborhoods rather than just like knowing 
the city and the intersections right, and right. the street. And the neighborhoods have always been there, yeah. but I feel like it's a trend now to like call it by whatever the name is. Like all the neighbors wow. have made, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's really interesting. So if you have an open Saturday, how would you choose to spend it? Obviously here with you at Golden Nugget. Heck yeah. What else would I be doing? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Um, you always gotta practice your charm whenever you can on anyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Make me spill my coffee. <laughs> He's turning red, guys. Um, it's, that's funny. I don't necessarily associate tasks or favorite hobbies with days of the week. You, if that makes sense. So, if I have an open Saturday, I'm more likely to assessed, assess where I am mood-wise, physically, you know, mentally, and based on whatever priorities I gotta take care of, that's what's gonna pretty much determine the direction of my day. And that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it being Saturday, you know? Um, <laughs> what about an open day where you can do whatever you please? Ooh, that's gonna change what, every time. What would you like to do? That's gonna change every time. Today, I, I like to do a podcast. I've never done that before. Here yeah, I am, yeah. you know. Um, anything from going to uh, breakdance events, uh, hip hop events, um, spending a day with my dog, sleeping inside, playing PlayStation for hours on end, uh, going to the gym, working out, doing any anything, anything. Yeah. It just yeah. it just really depends on my mood, where I'm at, and what's going on for the day. So then do you have to be, so you, it seems like you are more in tune with like yourself oh, in that yeah. moment, in the present moment. Always. That's the goal, and right? And deciding, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's like you're not, you're not dictated by the day of the week or um, friends or, or, you know, it's just like, right. what am I feeling right now? What should I do? Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big believer of. Like, the time that we organize ourselves by is one thing, but the time that matters is internal, you know? So, if I look at it that way, I feel like time is more of my tool than it is my calendar, my organizer, my, my guidelines, you know, my, my box or whatever. It's more like, how am I going to use my time, the time that I have here? That time is outside of, you know... Uh, 12 through 12. Yeah. So, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, no, nah, can't, you can't let the, the days dictate your your desires. When you think of Chicago, what colors do you imagine first? Colors? Oh, my God. I have no idea. <laughs> um, colors. Colors are people. Uh -huh. All of us. You know, like, ranging from as pale to as black as purple as possible, you know? Um, those are probably... I could say the flag, but I don't really think about the flag. I could say, yeah, I'm, I, the, the people, everyone here is it's like a, it's deeper than a rainbow, you know? So that's what I would say. That's because you go to a lot of places and it's way more homogenous than it is here, you know? Like Chicago is, everyone sticks to their neighborhood, but if you look at the city as a whole and not as like clusters of neighborhoods, you're hitting every spectrum of color, you know? Yeah. So that's probably the color that matters to me in Chicago. Is right? the people. Is the people, right? Yeah, the everyone. people that make up the city. That's right. 
What's your proudest moment as a Chicagoan? My proudest moment as a Chicagoan? Oh man, see, now when I hear that, and I was thinking about it too, when I hear that, I have like the answer that I would say to someone, and then I have like the answer that I would think in my head, you know? Um, my proudest moment as a Chicagoan on the surface, I guess, would just be that I feel like even though there's a lot of, there's a lot of confusion on like where the city's going right now and who's in charge of what and you know we're how how resources are going to be allocated and stuff like that I feel like a proud moment is that everyone's finally you can feel it that everyone's getting to a point where they're like tired of dealing with unnecessary bullshit you know every I think it's coming to the point where the city the people of the city are like if we got to get if we got to band together to make stuff change then fuck it because we can't can't be like this no more right mm -hmm. but then that leads to that's like my surface answer of what would be the proudest moment in Chicago and that okay would that we're moving in the right direction you know if not then then now you know better late than never but I feel like the proudest moment as a Chicagoan is yet to come like it hasn't happened yet you know like everyone's got the angst for the change but the change hasn't kicked off yet you know or um Everything that the city can accomplish and can reflect, like how we can kind of be like a staple, a, a, a blueprint for the rest of the major cities and smaller cities to follow. It has all the potential. We have all the, the minds here in the city and around supporting it. It just hasn't happened yet. So I think the proudest moment as a Chicagoan is just yet to come. What do you mean by blueprint for other cities? Like, we have the ability outside of like, whether our budget is fucked up or whatever, like just the people, the skills, the minds, the the resources that everyone kind of brings to the table, um, we could change. Like in the change that everyone wants to move, the direction, the direction yeah. everyone wants to move, coming from the challenges that we have, which are like deeper than a lot of other cities' challenges. Mm -hmm. If we can remodel and become a place of like progression and a platform for anyone to launch themselves if this city becomes that then any city can look at where we started and where we pedestal that we made it to mm -hmm. and mirror that mirror those actions and put their own city their own communities on the on a positive tra trajectory you know yeah i think chicago has the ability to be that and you see some of that already in action taking place um, kind of stirring up more so in the morale okay you know maybe not so in the physical action just yet but in the morale like the energy is cultivating at the moment that's the way I feel so you've been here your whole life mm -hmm. what's different about the energy now than say 10 12 15 years ago I guess if you were to put a category on it it'd be like the social justice aspect of it you know okay. um, like and even if not that extreme then people are less likely to want trouble with someone or more likely to say what's up and smile and not give yeah. someone a hard time now you know like I feel like years years ago the city was definitely more segregated mentally yeah now so more physically between like all the different names and neighborhoods and yeah, all like that stuff saying, you yeah. know but like people wise I feel like the morale is moving in a in a more together direction you know yeah. so I think that I think that's the catalyst of it all really
If someone were to visit you from out of town, what restaurant would you take them to? Oh boy, Golden Nugget. No, <laughs> no for real. <laughs> well, because it's open. It's not closed. Um, we're gonna it's go. always an option. It's, it's, it's never going to close. Um, I have people visit from all over the world. Uh, in my background outside the 9 to 5 is like competitive breaking, breakdancing. So we get visitors who travel for competitions. You travel, you make friends. They're in other cities, they're in other countries, and they come visit. They're, you know, they're happy to stay with me, or I'm happy to go find them wherever they're staying and have a good time. And um, based on, you know, where they're from or what they want to experience, you know, there's a restaurant to take them to. Like yeah. the city has everything. Um, but I do like Golden Nugget. Um, it's open. It's accessible. It's good. It's like perfect greasy American food. You know, yeah. like I love it. All right, um, so we're here. I get to yep. experience this. That's right. Mm-hmm. What's your hidden gem in the city? Mm. My hidden gem in the city. If I told you it wouldn't be so hidden, now would it? Mm. Um, I'll give you a hidden gem, but not mine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, hidden gem in the city. I don't want to recycle the answer, but I still think the hidden gem in the city is the people. You know, like really? it's not such a, it's not so much of a place. Yeah. You know, um, everyone, based on their mood, I guess, has their own place to go where they, like, meditate or refresh themselves. And I can say that mine is a isolated corner right off the lake, you know, right off the rocks or something like that, mm -hmm. which is probably a hidden spot for everybody. But I think when I think of the phrase a hidden gem, I think of something, something rich that people don't notice, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like a lot of people get so caught up in where they're going or their physical surroundings that you look over the millions of hidden gems that are here, yeah. you know? Like, how, how many people that you think you, that are probably the most inter interesting person you could ever meet, you walk past them every day? Yeah. You know, or you, you sit by them every day and you, had, you have no idea what they do outside of when you see them, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's a hidden gem to me. I love it. What sound do you most affiliate with Chicago? The the Mexican dude with the cart going down my street like meh, 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 meh. that guy yeah. is probably my my most obvious Chicago sound. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um I mean all the other all the other answers are obvious, right? Like the the CTA train or like the bell of the bus or um but when I'm sitting at home and it's super quiet and I'm just like staring at the walls, meditating or whatever, I can always count on that guy to come honking by, you know? With That's the, With the Lopez, man, yeah. <laughs> what, what music then would you say has influenced you the most during your time in Chicago? Hmm, I mean, the music that pretty much put me on my path of who I am would be, would be hip-hop, for sure. Yeah. Um, because when I was in high school, probably, I discovered hip-hop through breaking, through breakdance. And um, b-boying put me, was like my, my passport to the culture, you know? And more than just like the music, like the whole culture represents something. Um, we ran a, a after-school youth program called Connect Force. And it was a hip-hop-based program. We taught uh, b-boying, we taught DJing, we taught spoken word, we taught graffiti mural arts and just like knowledge of communities and everything and a big thing that we talked to kids was hip-hop as an acronym 
is healthy, independent people helping other people. So the whole oh, cool. idea is that that's what hip hop started as and what it's supposed to represent, you know? Mm -hmm. So however you, when you carry yourself, you want to carry yourself confidence because that confidence could, you know, influence someone to look yeah. at themselves in a more healthy perspective, you know? Or whenever whatever skill that you do, you do it to your best, you know? Because when you focus on trying your best, that's how you inspire and motivate and help and, and tutor other people, you know? So more than just the music like the whole culture is just like really put me on a path of how i choose to see the world you know absolutely yeah are there any particular uh hip-hop artists that have you've connected with most oh yeah dude you want to talk about hidden gems of the city they're everywhere like some of the, some chicago artists are sick dude you know like there's people who people don't know about like there's this guy uh old lanky white dude named Jezai, right? S one of the sickest freestylers I ever, I ever seen, you know, uh, Jezai the dishwasher, if you follow him on Instagram, okay. he's a DJ, he's, you know, but he's a s ill freestyle rapper, you know, you'd never see him, uh -huh. never see him coming. Um, hip hop artists, there's, you know, graffiti artists all over the city who like, you're on the train, you're on the bus, you see him up and it's like, you know it's in an illegal spot and it's still a mural, you know, yeah. and it's like, those are some of the, the hidden gems of the city is those people, you yeah. know. Um, Music-wise, um, hip-hop DJs, there's uh, a DJ that's doing a lot in Chicago, uh, Most Definite, DJ Illinois, look those, I-L-L-A, you know, N-O-I-Z, look those guys up, they're sick. They do a lot of the breaking jams, they do a lot of the hip-hop stuff around the city. And then um, a friend of mine, Fast Money Mike, he's, he DJs everything. But he likes to be he likes to be quiet, you know, but he's yeah. really good. And then um, I run a, a entertainment network, Styling Out Network, stylingoutnetwork.com. There's we have a roster of DJs that, you know, that spin music and make music. All of those people influence me, you know, or are my favorite when it comes to And I'm sure they'd probably say that you would you influence them. I do my best. I yeah, try, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those people are my mentors, so they it, okay. they they influence me in ways that I probably couldn't influence them. But I'm pretty sure that staying hungry and you know being passionate is something that influences them too. What's a common scene you see in your daily interaction with the city? People minding their own business. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing Chicago's really got going for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone here has like the perfect balance of being polite and being like not fuckwittable, you know, it's because yeah. everyone confidently just minds their own business. You see it on a train, no matter how abstract you are when you enter a scene, no one's really giving a shit about you, you know, yeah. like there's, there's judgment, but people keep it to, them, to themselves for the most part. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the most common things that I see day to day. I can't not notice it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how many people do you annoy in your daily commute? Very few. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> we mind our own business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you were given secret information that Chicago would be destroyed in one week, what's one quality you would choose to keep to rebuild the city? The location. The location? The location. Elaborate. Where Chicago is in a prime location with the with the lake, uh, with being like 
the the the, ma the major meeting point of the Midwest. If you want to speak geographically, the altitude, the flatlands is great for the uh, the farms outside of Chicago, for the city. Like, there's a lot of people here. Don't get me wrong, but we're not like New York or L.A. or China. Or, you know what I'm saying? So everyone can come and go as they please. We don't have natural disasters. Oh, if we get destroyed, we should rebuild right here. <laughs> Just do it on top. Yep. It's happened before. Do it again. The city's been destroyed before. Okay, th this has been on my mind recently. This winter has been the most mild winter I've experienced in the city. Yeah. And I used to think, like... Don't jinx it. <laughs> I Like, the harsh winters, you know, people are like... It's so cold. It's so tough. It is. But I kind of... I kind of grew to love it because I felt like it kept the cost of living down because then everybody would just start moving to Chicago mm -hmm. if we had like mild winters like yeah. this. So yeah. I'm curious moving forward if if our winters are going to be more like this or reflective of past ones, you know? Um, if more the winters are like this, the closer our uh, countdown to the destruction of the city is inevitable, you know? Like, yeah. you know why these winters are like yeah. this, dude. Yeah. It's a matter of time. Um, but, I mean, yeah, people move. People who were born and raised here, they move because of the winter is too tough. Yeah. And then people move here from Texas and they stay, right? Like, yeah. it was just weird to me. Uh, I feel like it's easier to adjust to the heat than it is the cold, especially with polar vortexes and stuff. But I think it... I would choose... I would choose five months of harsh winter, like we normally go through, mm -hmm. than a tsunami, a, a point nine nine earthquake, you yeah. know, and f, you know, cat five tornadoes, hurricanes, yeah. and forest fires, yeah. and holes in your ozone directly over your country and continent, you know, yeah. it's like. You know, there's no there's no forest for like a hidden militia to hide in or anything like that. You yeah. know, so <laughs> like, dude, so we're, it's like we're in a prime location. <laughs> just just sign me up for these winters. You know I'm what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's a couple what's a couple negative thirty degree days when you don't gotta you know see your house get taken away? Yeah. By a storm that you can't prevent, you know, mm -hmm. or by like a a flood. We, oh God, I don't want to think about it. What's one small thing you would do to improve the city? A small thing? We always think about big things. Yeah, I'm a There's so many ways we can improve it that way, but just like a tiny thing. A tiny thing? Um, how can I only think of big things? <laughs> um, free parking. <laughs> free parking? Las Vegas. You can park in one of their eight-story parking garages and leave your car there for up to for like three to six days and not worry about it getting towed or ticketed okay and it's free you know it's yeah. like okay easy i think that would make that would save people a lot of money it would make this it would help the city be a little less congested and people wouldn't be driving around drunk and acting stupid because they can leave their car somewhere for a few days and not worry about it not worry about the city trying to rip their pockets open because you left your car somewhere you yeah. know i think that would be a small thing to change or so um I, I drove here and so i was gonna park on this street then it was like oh no parking anytime unless you have this permit yeah so then the next street over it it isn't like that and right. it's just like it's always in your head of like 
okay, I can't park here, but I can park there. But then at this time, it's I can't dumb. park there. You know, like it's so dumb. So it's almost like peace of mind. Too, right. People right? are like, oh, respect the space, but we'll monopolize it first. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. You know, like if you want us to respect it, then we gotta have it. So let us park our car at minimum. Yeah. Right. We don't even want to get into the the real discussion of space, but. You know, uh, that would be a small thing I would change. Another small thing, I try to go smaller. Stop looking at our city as uh, groups of neighborhoods and look at it as one big giant yard. You know, like we all live here, we all share the space. Like, would you ever have, if you had a house with a big yard, would one part of your yard be unmaintained? Or would you, like, with the whole yard look good? Yeah. If you had a pool, would only the deep end be covered in, like, leaves and and yeah. and drainage sewage you know or does the whole is the whole pool clean yeah. you know it's like people have so much pride in their neighborhood improving that no one's thinking about all the neighborhoods that are not improving you know so if i could change a small thing is people looked at the city as a whole and not it's just like a, a, a like a, a small radius of, yeah. you know like a small dot on the real map you know that i mean it matters but I don't know, like, I think between all the neighborhoods, uh, regardless of how many resources they all have, if everyone shared everything, our city could probably be thriving in ways that are where the concept is foreign to most Americans, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's the small thing I would change. When people learn you're from Chicago, how do they respond and what's your reaction? How did you respond? I should have re recorded it when you asked me. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of mixed reviews. People, I've had people come to me and say, you don't seem like you're from Chicago. You seem like you're from somewhere else. What? And then I'm like, are you fucking from here? Like, um, when you meet people who are also born and raised here, they immediately have pride for it. They're like, oh, hell yeah. You know, like, <laughs> born and raised. Only because we get so many transplants. Right. But I don't think most people care when they find out you know, it's just an interesting thing to know about someone because if they're not from here, you want to know where they came from and why. But if they are from here, you know, that's cool, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you feel overwhelmed or need a mental escape, but you can't leave the city, where do you go to clear your mind? Let me see. I don't. Uh, this probably comes from like just like solitude or like self self assessing myself all the time. But. I probably try to find the smallest space, like my bedroom or something, and just kind of like go inside my head, go inside my own, that's probably where I'm the most comfortable is inside my own head. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stress, I feel like that I am still learning how to not let get to me is probably external stress. So if I was going to not run away from it, but necessarily make a strategy to deal with it is going to be inside my own head only because being in a big city sometimes you can go be surrounded by a bunch of people and you there's times you can probably feel the most alone surrounded by a bunch of people yeah if i'm if i'm trying to decompress i know it's probably best to talk to people but i probably don't want to you know so mm. <laughs> i'm gonna go find a place of solitude and go figure out how to uh reassess myself Almost like pick your own brain. Like, what's going on here? What can I do differently? Or what right. am I doing right? Or right, exactly. Like, the city is our home, you know, to, to our, not to sound all fortune cookie, but to our physical selves, you know. Mm -hmm. But the real, the real place we live is inside, yeah. you know, in, inside your own mind, inside your own body. Like, that's the person you are, you know. So 
I just try to stay mindful of that and not get so lost up in like the external requirements of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's something you're curious about recently? I'm curious about a lot of things. I'm curious about, um, I'm so I'm curious about a lot of stuff. A lot of things come to mind. I'm curious about how. I'm curious about the city in ways like, for example, I'm ready to leave my Avon my Avondale neighborhood because I see like my family dollar got closed down so condos can go up, you know. And it's like, why is that happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Like, what? Like, why do we need more? more condos and homes like that I think if we took care of the properties that we have up all over the city you could probably get everyone a place to live but we're just going to build more expensive homes to push people who already have a place to live outside of their place to live it's like it's so backwards so like who is in charge I'm curious to know who is in charge it's like this is a great idea let's keep keep this up you know like where is that if it's you know if it's for the neighborhood if it's for the people of the city if it's for improvement of life and you know better homes and stuff like that and where's all that profit and resource going you know like I don't know it doesn't sound right um another thing I'm curious about is call me a conspiracist I'm not but (laughs) um everyone's like super scared about being healthy and like getting sick and diseases and stuff like that but I just feel like I wonder if all of that stuff is like controlled man by man and not by nature you know like the the viruses and stuff yeah because i just feel like every eight years or every time there's some stuff going on like a new one comes out you know we we've had like h1n1 ebola sars yeah yeah you know uh, now the new corona people are getting anthrax in the mail like there's always something keeping someone on a slight level of tense you know and I'm, i'm i always wonder like is that strategic or is it like in some odd way just the way life goes you know like i know biology will always evolve and find new ways to morph and make people sick whatever but i just it makes me curious you know within the past five years of living here what personal realization has improved your outlook on life the most when you let something go you let the whole situation go like the person, the drama, everything about it, but not in a hateful way, but you just allow yourself to be over it. And in doing so, I feel like I've been able to come to peace with my disagreements with people throughout my whole entire life. You know, like people who I may have felt like utterly betrayed by because they're family or something like that. And, or people who, you know, like, parents when they choose their own lives over the lives of their children and stuff like that like I've been able to come to peace with all of that so my biggest realization would be that forgiveness is probably one of the most difficult tools to acquire but if you can put that on like your utility belt of life then it's it's monumentally advantageous you know like the emotional profit you get from that is monumental you know so i would say that that's the biggest realization i've had in the past five years forgiveness Mm -hmm. 
it's easy to be like, yeah, I'll let it go. But like, but do you? When you feel good because you let it go, right? Like, you don't even need the other person to give you closure. You yeah. actually, you can't even. That's not even something realistically that you can ask of someone you don't always even if you deserve it or not you don't always have the right to closure so having the the skill to give yourself that and have it come from a source that isn't negative i don't say negative that isn't regret or like anger or anything like that i just i don't know that made that that brought me closer to who i am and made me more comfortable with where i'm at no matter no matter where i'm at and i feel like that that's probably my biggest takeaway in the past five years that's awesome yeah what's something you're excited about for the next five years something i'm excited about for the next five years um i said it earlier but me and some friends of mine we started up this uh talent collective styling out network and even going back to the other question of hitting gyms our whole idea is that these people who have these amazing musical talents. They're DJs right now and dancers on the, on the team and, and photographers and videographers and a whole like network of people that we're working with is that they're so talented. Like some of them, so, and everyone knows people like this. Like they're so, they're more talented than the, the famous people you'd pay to go see, you know? Right. And they're just like your regular everyday people. And the way they work their crafts are, like, beautiful, you know? And our goal is to bring back what, I don't want to speak for everyone, but what I feel is really missing from, from the entertainment world in, in Chicago right now is the sense of genuineness, you know? Like, I feel like the Chicago entertainment community has I don't want to say community like it's about the people but the whole like scene of it has turned into like this you know pay coverage to get in um you know you can't always come how you are there's a dress code you know drinks are really expensive and uh the same talent is performing everywhere and it's not really the doors is is harder to get into if you're like a new person that isn't quote-unquote popular or blowing up right now you know so our whole goal is to work with those people and the 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 crew we have as a roster right now they're i don't know they're like stellar you know like you go to you go to their events or you hear them spin or you you watch them move and it's just like like you're like this is the type of places where i want to be you know like these are the parties and the weirdos that come out that I want to be around, you know, like it's, it's good to not go out and spend an arm and a leg and have like a, a, a genuine time and like dance till you sweat and, you know, hear new music that isn't, you know, just being shoved to you by Spotify. So it's, um, I'm excited for us. I think in the next five years, we're going to be able to provide a lot of a lot of true school fun to 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 the city you know and i'm i'm excited i'm ex- we're gonna the goal is to work with a ton of people to to benefit uh for a lot of those people too because you know they're working with us as we're starting up so when 
the, the tide raises all boats, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this, this has been an awesome conversation. Yes. Fun yes, conversation. indeed it has. Thank you again. Appreciate of, it. Of course, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Wayne at gravy underscore Wayne and at Styling Out Network. Have a hopeful day.